You're listening to the John Clark cast. My name is John Clark. I'm your host on this show. We talk all about private practice stuff, the business side of what therapists, counselors, and psychologists do. Um, today is a, uh, an interview episode with the husband of a very dear friend of mine. It's Kelly Higdon's husband, Greg Higdon. Um, Greg Higdon is, um, has a book keeping business that, um, that helps therapists with their books, which is so needed and so awesome. Uh, so in this episode, Greg and I, um, Greg sits down with me and, uh, we talk all about bookkeeping basics. It's a lot of stuff that you might think that, you know, but you probably didn't know, or if you did, then, um, it's always good to get a refresher. So, um, really fun episode. I was happy to have Greg on and I personally learned a lot in this episode. So without further ado, Let's dive in. Before we dive into the episode, do me a favor. I've got another action step for you. Um, pause this episode. Go to thejohnclark.com forward slash strategy session uh, to book a free call with me. I want to know how you're doing. I want to know how your practice is going and see if there's um, anything I can do to help you get where you want to be and build the practice of your dreams. Thejohnclark.com forward slash strategy session for a free uh, call with me. Um, All right, let's do this. All right, Greg Higdon is on the show with us today, and Hi. he is very—he's uh, been very patient with my tardiness. I feel like I start a lot <laughs> of episodes apologizing for my tardiness to guests, and people are usually pretty um, understanding. Yeah, I'm totally understanding, so it's it's perfectly fine. It's really not that late, anyways. It was like three minutes. <laughs> and then we were talking about how doctors are notoriously late, but therapists—we are—we are like pretty close to on time. We start our sessions pretty much on time. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so people might recognize your last name. Basically your, your wife is, uh, kind of a celebrity in the industry. Yeah. She's a rock star. I hear <laughs> At least that's, 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 tell me, that's so. what I like to say. And yeah. I mention her on this show all the time because she's always teaching me things and here comes my cat already. She's always teaching me things and has like just given me an incredible amount of guidance yeah, the past great. year um, and continues to. So I don't know, I just have to say that part. Um, and here are my headphones falling out. So I'm just a real mess today. <laughs> tell, tell us just a little bit about who you are and, and what you're up to nowadays. Yeah, so I am, uh, my name is Greg Higdon. I'm a former um, educator, and um, uh, I just started a bookkeeping business at growthebooks.com. Um, I've been doing bookkeeping for, it seems like, forever. I mean, I've had several businesses um, that I've been doing bookkeeping for over the decades, I would say. And then, of course, Kelly has a few businesses going, and I help or do her bookkeeping as well. So I decided, why don't I just do a bookkeeping business? It's a great time for that. 
What do you like about bookkeeping? <laughs> I think for me, I, I, I actually love numbers. I know some people are really confused with them. It's like, oh, no. Um, I can sit there and look at numbers for hours and not be, you know, not be bored, not be tired. I just, I just like, I just like doing that. And I think bookkeeping, especially sometimes it's, it seems like there's a little bit of like just trying to organize things and trying to get them categorized correctly and to make sure that, that all the numbers line up, um, is something that is just fun for me. Yeah. And a lot of therapists listening right now are just cringing (laughs) It's <laughs> just like they are the yeah. we are the people the business owners who hate are, who hate numbers or who shy away from numbers or you know to be a therapist right now in this moment you know we have thoughts like I'm not good with numbers or I'm bad with numbers and so sometimes I feel like we just our own beliefs get in the way of understanding the numbers in our businesses at a at a very fundamental level. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Why do why are knowing your numbers? Uh, why is knowing your numbers so important to a business owner? Well, I think well, it kind of gets back to the whole money issue. I think you know, um, uh, money is very important to be successful in your business. It keeps the doors open. You know, if you don't have money coming in, you can't pay your bills. Um, uh, you know, your rent or whatever other bills you might have, and so. Um, knowing your numbers is a good way to kind of see what your expenses are, where your income comes from, um, looking at your financial statements, um, like your income statement. Um, uh, you, you can see like what, what expenses are costing you the most each month. Can you cut back on certain expenses? Um, uh, can you um, leverage that, um, uh, you know, the sales the that are coming in, can you, can you figure out which ones are, um, which which ones are um, really making you the most money and can you leverage those to make more money off of those? There's, there's something to be said about uh, knowing your numbers and their ability to help you make decisions in your business, right? Definitely. Definitely. It helps you to know the road ahead. It really does. So if you're looking at your numbers and you don't understand them, then you re- really to be a business and to be, you know, to actually grow and to make money and to reach more people, um, with your business, and you definitely need someone to help you ex- explain help explain those numbers to you. Let's say that there's a business owner who um, ha- knows very little about their numbers, or just deposits checks into an account and pays themselves, and that's about it. Um, where would you start with them? Yeah, I. I think definitely they would definitely need a bookkeeper to help them get their numbers and their accounts organized. You know, I think where I would start is I'd start by making sure their bank accounts are set up correctly. Make sure they have, you know, make sure you have a business account. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be using your personal account for your business. Yeah. And I know some people try to do that in the beginning. Super simple change to make, really not hard to set up, especially with the abundance of online banks nowadays. Um, but even just using your own, the, the bank that you currently go to for your personal, uh, banking and asking to set up a business checking account is, a, is yeah. a great place to start. If you haven't already done that, that's going to make your world and your bookkeepers world <laughs> so much easier. Um, when oh, yeah. you start peeling back the layers with your numbers, right? Right. Yeah. Definitely true. And then once you get your, your bank account set up, then trying to you know, have some sort of um, bookkeeping software that you can connect that to. 
I'm a QuickBooks certified um, um, user right now, and mm -hmm. so that's that's usually what I recommend is using QuickBooks. But there are other programs out there as well, like Zero, and then um, uh, there's even some free ones out there that you could use if you really need to. But I I use QuickBooks just because it's it really helps if you want to grow your business. It'll grow as far as you want to grow. There's large companies using Zero, and there's small companies using Zero, so. So, it really grows with you. And if, if there's a therapist trying to choose one, how, how do you recommend them going about that process of, of choosing and knowing what's important in a bookkeeping software? Um, uh, you know, I think the few things that are definitely important are, one, making sure the bookkeeping software links to your bank account. That way it pulls in all the transactions. You know, that's very important. And that way you can categorize your transactions correctly because that's what your accountant will want when you're ready to file your taxes, you know, and then uh, make sure you can do the uh, income statement, a profit, which is a profit loss statement for your business. Make sure it can do that because the accountant also will want that when you do your taxes. And uh, then, you know, make sure you can, I think one thing is really important that most people overlook is reconciling your accounts. Can you, um, let's break those down, right? Because again, yeah. this, and this is the first time I've had someone who does bookkeeping come on the show. Yeah. So very okay. basic level, maybe even going back to a uh, profit and loss statement, or as a lot of people say, a P&L, um, yeah. and then talking about reconciliation. Yeah, so a profit and loss statement is also known as an income statement. You have, those terms are kind of interchangeable, and you hear both kind of thrown out there in the business world. You know, so they're both the same thing. And basically, your P&L or profit loss statement um, kind of shows um, your income, where all your sales are coming from, and then also um, your expenses. And it breaks down your expenses according to how you categorize those in your bookkeeping software. So then you can see where your big um, expenses are going. And one thing that I, I like to do that um, I think most bookkeepers really don't is to kind of show you a visual, like a little chart or something, showing you like where your expenses are going. Because I know a lot of times, especially therapists, they get confused by looking at all these numbers on a chart, you know, but if I can create some sort of visual like a pie graph or something like that, it really helps to kind of um, uh, something for something to click in your mind to think, oh, I know exactly what that is now. I, I know what to do with that. Um, I'm going to go even more basic with this just because I think it's great. Yeah. And I think some therapists um, can be embarrassed to ask questions like this, but right. um what about terms like net and gross? <laughs> yeah, so your your gross income and then your net income. Um, one is just your, you know, before taxes and everything's taken out. You know, before your expenses are taken out, um, uh, you have your net net income or gross net income, and then you take out your expenses and have the gross income. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I I feel like what's important for therapists is just to kind of start wherever you are in taking that next step in your bookkeeping or in understanding your finances. So some of that can just be learning the lingo, right? And learning some of this vocabulary. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It is true. What do you feel like, um, yeah, what else do you feel like therapists need to know about, uh, about bookkeeping and knowing their numbers? Um, I think also, um, I think definitely you need to know, like, you know, like I said, you need to know where your expenses are going, you know, and I think sometimes what happens, at least with um, businesses, is you start using, one of the things I see is um, small business, especially, so they start using your business, their business account as like a personal account, 
you know, and I think that's one thing with the numbers. You might start seeing some of that in your books. I see that with some of my clients. They start using, you know, they start charging just personal things on their um, accounts. And that should be used more for just your business. Totally. You're, you're creating a lot more work for yourself when those are mixed together, right? Right. I see another trend happening, um, I, I guess, with business owners of any kind. But it's this idea, and it, the same could be said in our personal uh, finances, which is when we earn more, we tend to spend more. And sometimes when yeah. businesses can can have really strong gross revenue. And actually this is one of the screening questions that we use when people are working with me or my team is I want to look at, um, gross revenue. So how much, how, how much the business is actually generating before they've paid right. their people or their expenses or their taxes for that matter. And right. then looking at their net income. So how much they're actually able to take home at the end of the day. And sometimes, yeah. uh, that number can, can be quite, uh, those numbers can be quite far apart, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Depending on how much expenses you have taken out, or how much you have taken out in like payroll, or how many people you're you're paying um, professionally, or you know just contract work or whatever you have in there. And I think businesses struggle to grow at the at the right rates, right? So some therapists get maybe get a little trigger happy, and uh, they they have a really good month, and so they get all new furniture, or they you know get a bigger office or three more offices with the plan to slowly fill it with clinicians, right? So a lot of times right. we, it's, we just level up our overhead um, without necessarily leveling up our revenue to, to match. Right, exactly. I mean, I, th I think, yeah, that, that kind of a lot of, some of that gets back to just, you know, money. You know, knowing that totally. money is important for your business and it's important that you're charging the right amount for your clients so that you can pay for all the overhead and everything else you have in your business. You know, because I think sometimes uh, you kind of, I, I think sometimes just people, I think just especially in like a service industry, um, uh, you kind of feel like that you want to make sure that you're accessible to a lot of clients. You don't have a lot of clients coming in and helping a lot of clients, but then you don't charge enough to cover everything, all your costs. Yeah. So I think it, that, that's what it's that's why it's good to have um, a good bookkeeping software and kind of knowing your numbers um, just to make sure that you're covering all your costs. You know, and at the end of the day, when you look at that. Uh, gross income, you know, and how much you're actually like bringing home individually that it covers your personal bills. How, how do you help business owners maximize their profit? And and also, how do you help them plan for the future? Yeah, I think definitely, um, it, you know, by, by doing your books and by looking at your financial statements over a period of time, you can uh, see like what months might be slow. As I know for therapists, a lot of times summer months might slow down, you know. Um, so it's important to kind of figure out like what, how much do you make like average every month, you know, to kind of figure out like how much money you're, you're going to be left with. Can you give us some, some like, uh, you know, possible ways to approach that summer slump when it, when it comes to our, our bookkeeping? Yeah, there's several things you could do. I mean, you could, um, uh, hmm, there, I, for me, I think what, what I would do if I was in a business like that, that kind of had this summer slump, I would maybe set aside money every month into an account, you know, for the times when the business is slower. Um, I know in, in your personal life, a lot of times you have like an emergency fund, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's actually a great idea for a business to have like an emergency fund that you could tap into when the months are a little slower. 
Totally. The, the ability to still pay yourself the same amount during that right. time is, is great. I mean, it's, it's an instant way to relieve the pressure. Um, that therapists feel in slow periods, whether it's, uh, yeah, oftentimes summer, sometimes winter or whatever it is, right. depending on kind of who you work with and where you live and all this sort of stuff. But, right, um, exactly. yeah, therapists tend to, um, you know, make, make $5 and pay themselves $5 or whatever. Um, right. and, and then they re they're really panicking during those, during those slow periods, even if they see them coming. Right. Even if you know it's there and you think about it every year, like, oh, it's going to get slow in the summer, but you need to really prepare for that and plan for that throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. That, and that's why it helps just kind of look at your numbers frequently, you know, or have a bookkeeper that looks at them and can communicate with you and talk to you about those numbers and what you can do. Can you say how, how a um, bookkeeping is, is different from accounting and yeah, a bookkeeper a from an accountant? That's a really good question. I get that um, con the confusion between the two all the time, actually. Um, yeah, a bookkeeper has does more of the day-to-day -day, um, kind of transactions and keeping track of a business, you know, um, and making sure, you know, kind of knows your business like in and out. Like, you know, what are all the income and plus the expenses and then things like that. And then um, an accountant more does... You more see you see the accountant more around you know tax time, <laughs> you know it's kind of like the IRS. When the IRS wants their money, that's when you need to see an accountant, <laughs> you know. And and a bookkeeper makes the accountant's job a lot easier, you know. If you have a good bookkeeper that sets up all your accounts correctly, then you can just hand that information over to the accountant, and then the accountant can file your taxes for you quickly and easily. But if you don't have a good bookkeeper, or if you don't have a bookkeeper at all your accountant might need to do some of that bookkeeping for you, you know, and if that happens, then your accountant will charge you accountant's fees for the bookkeeping, which is <laughs> a lot more than um, bookkeepers get paid. Absolutely. So. Um, what about keeping one's receipts? <laughs> <laughs> I know that is, that is always challenging. Yeah. Is keeping receipts. I know because I know, you know, at least with Kelly's business, I know that when she started her business, she wants to keep track of all her receipts and then, but I know it's easy to kind of forget. Totally. You know? And, and why, if, so again, real basic level, yeah. why, why do business owners need to keep track of their receipts for business expenses? Um, yeah. If, if you're the only one, you know, if, if you have a business, a sole proprietorship or an LLC and you're the, you're the owner and you're the only kind of owner or employee in your business, um, uh, then, um, you really just, you keep track of those receipts just in case you ever get audited, you know? So if the IRS ever comes out and say, okay, let's see those transactions. Let's make sure they were actually business transactions, not personal transactions. And the IRS wants to see all your receipts, you mm -hmm. know? And if you don't have those, then you might not be able to write those off. Yeah. You know, which you might end up paying, paying taxes. You might end up paying penalties. taxes. Right. Yeah. But then the other side, the other thing too, if you, let's say you have a business and then you have a lot of employees and your employees are using the business credit cards. You know, um, it's a good way for the owner of the business to kind of look through to make sure that the employees are using the business credit cards correctly. Sure. You know, they're not using them for personal expenses. So let's say a therapist goes out to uh, um, a networking lunch with another therapist and puts it on their business uh, 
checking card. What do they right. do with that receipt? Um, should we label it? What should we put on it? What do we do with yeah. that? Yeah. You know, really, according to um, IRS, you, you're supposed to put down, like, who you met with on your receipt. You okay. know, and I know, I know many people do not do that, you know. Um, but you're supposed to put down who you met with, and then you can kind of decide, like, um, who's going to pay for this and who gets to write it off, you know, if there's two therapists, <laughs> you know, <laughs> walk into a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like a joke. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could split the bill in this modern era if you if you want to if you want to yeah, write it off. <laughs> you could definitely split it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a good habit to get into, right? And if you're 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 going to file that receipt away, then you might as well write down what it was, who it was with. It just takes a second, right? So as you're writing that, you know, signing the check or writing your tip on it, whatever, you might as well make that note and then and then store it. Now I, yeah, I know you, that. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Real- yeah, I was going to say real quick, yeah, and, and especially nowadays, it's easy to kind of, you know, write a note on there, you have the pin out, you do the tip, you sign the, re, you know, sign the check, and then just take a picture of it real quick. Perfect. You know, it's in your phone, then you can just upload it to your um, account, any kind of bookkeeping software, you can just upload it and put it in there. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask, is it seems like most softwares these days have that ability where you can just easily upload the, the photo, and that way you're not keeping track of the paper receipt. Yeah, you don't need a shoebox full of receipts anymore. I know people do. <laughs> yeah. Should you still um, keep that paper receipt somewhere, you think, even if you have a picture of it? I don't think so. I think as long as you have that picture of it, then it'll it'll be good. As long as it's a good picture, not real blurry. <laughs> yeah. <know>. I've <laughs> seen some people's picture receipts, and they're like, almost like they're running out of the restaurant when they're taking the picture and yeah. taking the receipt on the table or something, and it's blurry. So just <laughs> have a good picture, and you're okay. Yeah, that or maybe it was a cocktail hour for... A networking cocktail hour of some sort. <laughs> right, exactly. It was a dark, lit place. <laughs> oh, no. Shaky hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so when, how, how do business owners decide when they need a bookkeeper versus doing it themselves? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I would say that, one, you should have a bookkeeper right in the beginning when you start your business just to help you set up your business. You know, um, just to make sure all your bank accounts are set up correctly, make sure you have bookkeeping software that's set up correctly, you know. Um, That doesn't mean you have to keep paying a bookkeeper every month, but at least you have your business set up in the beginning, you know. But then um, as your business grows, I mean, you might figure out that um, you don't have time to do your bookkeeping, you know, so that would be a good time to hire a bookkeeper. But also, you might also figure out that I don't, you know, as a therapist, maybe you don't like looking at those numbers. <laughs> like you said before, they confuse you, you know, and if that's the case, then you at least need to hire someone to either clean up your books or hire someone monthly as a bookkeeper. Absolutely. Because it, it, I think the bottom line is whether you're doing it yourself or working with a bookkeeper, it gives you the ability to make decisions based on your numbers and not just shooting in the dark, not having any, no idea, you know, what, what kind of revenue you're generating, what you're spending your money on, where all that, where your money's going, what you are making, right? It's just, yeah. um, therapists need to know their numbers one way or another. I, I also know this is a big, uh, uh, boot camp philosophy too. Yeah. <laughs> so that Kelly and Miranda talk a, a lot about. So oh, certainly definitely. in line with the ethos of, of Zenny me. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It's, it's a definitely like good, really business advice is to make sure you know your numbers. Um, otherwise, I mean, you may not know how much is in your bank account. You might be overdrawing every month or you might figure out that you're not charging enough, you know, once you look Absolutely. at all your overhead and what things cost. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is this is good stuff, Greg. This is, you know, part, and part of uh, well, part of the philosophy of my show and and my work with therapists is giving them yeah. just enough information without overwhelming, without being overwhelming. So I think that's the other part is that being a business owner is overwhelming learning right. about everything from your systems, your finances, um, to your marketing, your digital marketing, which is a big focus for our show and for my work. Um, it's about just building blocks, right? It's about learning basic things, starting That's to implement right. those things, right? So again, like if you're a therapist that has never generated a PNL for your business, maybe starting there, maybe asking if you are working with a bookkeeper for a profit and loss statement, just kind of knowing what you need to be asking for even is a good place to start. But I, I feel like we got a lot of really good essentials here kind of laid out for people and a lot of actionable stuff that they can do as a result. Yeah, it's good. You feel like we missed anything? Um, hmm. No, I don't think so. I think that's pretty. That's a pretty good overview. I don't want to overwhelm anyone too much <laughs> and throw too much information, but I think that was a lot of information there, by the way, but cool. that's okay. I think it's enough to kind of get people going. Well, I know, I know someone also built you a beautiful new website, so how can people find you? Oh, oh, the website's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, you can find me at um, growthebooks.com. Um, and uh, I, I offer a 30-minute free consultation. And we can just talk about your business and see um, what you're doing in ways of bookkeeping or maybe not doing. You know, and uh, give you some advice on where to get started. And I also I offer uh, monthly packages. Perfect. And yeah, and then also cleanup services, or if you know, or if you've been doing your books all year and you're just a little hesitant or or not sure if you're doing everything correctly and want someone just to look over it, yeah. I can do that as well. That's great. This is awesome, and and uh, we need a lot of help with this stuff. So as, as an industry, so um, oh, yeah. well, there you have it, folks. Greg, thanks for coming on the show today, man. This is this is super super helpful and and actionable, um, and we have some new vocabulary words under our belt. Um, right. So that's Greg Higdon at growthebooks.com. We'll put that link in the show notes, but otherwise head to growthebooks.com to check him out and and to get in touch. Greg, thanks so much for being here, man. And uh, uh, yeah, just appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thank you for having me, John. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe to this show wherever you are listening. And uh, don't forget to apply for a free call with me. Go to thejohnclark.com forward slash strategy session. thejohnclark.com forward slash strategy session. All right, I hope you have a great week. Keep doing what you're doing, doing good work in the world and building a better business that serves you. Take care. See you soon.